right now say something. Hello and welcome to Too Much Time on Our Hands, the theatrical cut. And Terry. to another episode of Too Much Time On Our Hands, The Theatrical Cut. I'm Sonia, and sat opposite me with his face for radio is Terry. Hi, Sonia. Hello, dear. Uh, Terry and I have ditched the mic, so I can actually see Terry's face in full. It's really disturbing. Um, more disturbing than Suspiria? No. No. Nothing's more disturbing than that. Um, okay, so following on from last week's episode. So by the time this episode comes out, we will be in December. It's December... Tomorrow, the day after we're recording it's December this. December, an hour and a half, technically. Okay. So as we're recording this, we're counting down to December. So in an hour and a half, it's officially okay for us to be watching Christmas films. I watched a Hallmark Christmas film um, in November. And I'm not going to lie, I don't feel happy about myself. No, I didn't even feel happy watching The Krampus, and that's a horror Christmas film. Mm. It's not right. doesn't sit well with me. No, doesn't sit right with me either. But So by the time this episode comes out, we should be, you know, balls deep in Christmas <laughs> films, basically. Um, good stuff. Right, so Terry and I are going to um, now bore you rigid with our top five Christmas films um, of our own. And then afterwards, we're going to tell you what the listener top five uh, Christmas films are, which Terry's um, collated on a spreadsheet because he likes doing that kind of thing. Oh, yes. In his spare time. Um, and I've got no idea what the listener top five is, so I'm very excited to find out. I imagine a man in a white vest might appear in it. Um, but moving on to the, the more important top five, and that's our personal top fives. because yes, The ones that count. The ones that count, yeah. Um, we're going to stagger them. I'm going to do one, then Terry's going to do one, then I'm going to do one, then he's going to do one. Um, who wants to go first? It's your episode. You go first. It's my episode. Okay. Um... So I've kind of done a top five there. My number one is definitely my number one. My number two is my number two. The other three, not so... I don't know. So I'm going to start with the film um, Polar Express. And I've literally just... I've been flicking between two films for my number five um, for about two days. And I've... What one did you drop? Well, we're going to talk about the ones that... Well, it's just because I dropped one because we were going to duplicate them. I was going to be able to add that one back in. Uh, No. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm going for Polar Express, um, because, well, I, I really, really love it, and every year I watch it again, and I, I haven't grown tired of it yet, and considering the kind of animation that it is as well, mm. I feel that I could tire of it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it could start to look dated, and I do think it does. Oh yeah, I don't think it stands up very well. But no. I feel like that's part of its charm. Yeah, I don't think the animation has stood up amazingly well, but I just think the story is so, so lovely. So to just very, very briefly give you a quick idea of what Polar Express is about, is if you haven't seen it, is a little boy basically travels to the North Pole on Christmas Eve, um, and basically gets taught about, you know, gets taught a few life lessons and the spirit of Christmas. Probably the first life lesson he should learn is not to get on a train with a bloody stranger, but... <laughs> Um, he does that it anyway. Tom Hanks, it is Tom Hanks is the conductor, yeah, and I'd follow Tom Hanks anywhere if I'm honest. Um, but you've got um, the bell that rings, um, which is sort of like the real sort of like 
important part of this film because does can he hear the bell ring as an adult basically which basically uh, I've said basically twice uh, really quickly there about 15 times now have I? yeah you've been whacking that it's like me and again oh well you pointed out one of my flaws um <laughs> Sonia's shutting down now. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know what to say now. I can't say the word basically. But basically, <laughs> um, you have to watch the film to find out if he can hear the, hear the bell as an adult as well. Mm. Essentially, does he still believe in Father Christmas and Christmas, I guess? The Christmas spirit. I find it's an incredibly charming story. It's got Tom Hanks as the lead character voice in it I mean I don't there's about five people in it isn't he I don't really know what more you can want out of a film if it's got Tom Hanks mm. in it I mean it gets a big tick straight away I like the little hot chocolate dance serving thing, it, thing. I, I just think it's really lovely it's one of those films when I get because I've got a great big gift bag full of Christmas films I get down every year for Christmas yep. and when I get the bag down I get all the DVDs out and I spread them and there's some that I kind of think either. Oh, Pop those in the maybe file. That's the definitely watch pile. And that's the, I still haven't taken them out of the cellophane since 2008 pile. Um, the, the TV Christmas specials. Mm. But Polar Express is one that I always get excited about watching again. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, basically, that's why it's made it into my top five. Terry, what's your first one? So my number five, I'm going with the Santa Claus, as in... The contractual With an clause. E on the end. Yes, with the E on the end. With what's his face in it? With Tim Allen of Home Improvement fame. Uh, so this was a last minute replacement because we just alluded to when we did our top fives, we, we had one crossover mm. and we didn't really want a crossover. And I said, I can pop this one in quite happily because I do really like this film. And I was too busy to come up with a new list. Yeah. So um, Not as much as the film that I had to remove, but... Again, I think it's going to be a running theme with all the films. It's just a really nice, charming film. So you've got Tim Allen, who's like the brash dad who doesn't see his kid anymore. His wife's moved on. She's got a new husband played by Judd Reinhold. Just love saying that name. Um, and, I mean, he's got a sort of quite a bleak opening. So his son's round his house. They hear some <coughs> shenanigans on the roof on Christmas Eve. And... They go outside. Tim Allen sort of shouts him. He falls off the roof. Essentially, he murders Father Christmas and then steals his clothes. And in putting on the clothes, he initiates the Santa Claus, where he now becomes Santa Claus. And not a lot happens to start off with. He gets a little bit fatter. But as Christmas draws in, he starts getting really fat. He gets a really big bushy beard. He turns grey. He shaves. The beard immediately grows back to full full fruition he constantly wants cookies and milk and eggnog and hot chocolate that sounds like someone i know <laughs> i wish i could grow a beard <laughs> um but yeah, it's just it's your standard christmas film he learns him and he learns to that there's more to life than just being successful in his business world he like reconciles with his son reconciles with his wife sort of brings christmas spirit back because everyone in it's like oh you can't be Father Christmas. Father Christmas isn't real. He gets like reams and reams of paper delivered. Where he gets the naughty or nice list delivered to him. It's just, it's just a lovely film. All the sort mm. of bits in you go into the North Pole and we see like all the toys being made by the elves. And it's just, it's one of, it's probably one of the first films <laughs> like you were saying about the maybe pile. That it's one, of, it's one of the films that will definitely get watched every Christmas for me. Mm. There's a couple like you say that you've got them, but. 
if you've got time, you'll watch them. But there's there's the priority numbers, and this is definitely one of the priority ones. Have you seen the second and third one? I have not. No. No, I've got them. I couldn't tell. I think I've watched them once because isn't the third one got? It's got Martin Short as like Jack Frost. Yeah, as I say, it's got Jack Frost character, which brings me on to what I was about to say when you said it. it um, the Santa Claus starts with a sad bit. Um, the film Jack Frost is another one that I've got in my collection, which every year gets put to one side because I'm Keaton, like, it? it's just going to fucking crush me. It's just too it. sad. Oh, there's there's a Christmas death in it. Oh, of course there is. Yeah. Because it, it comes back as a snowman or something, doesn't it? Um, Not to be confused with the Jack Frost serial killer <laughs> film. <laughs> um, Slightly different messages. Um, so moving on, then another film... Um, which which did actually crop up on our um, Die Hard debate, um, and Terry mentioned it on the last episode. Is Home Alone? It's this is another film. I love Home Alone. Yeah, this is another film that I watch without fail every Christmas, and I probably watch it more than once. Um, and like you said, yeah, it could be set at another mm. another time about you know a story about a kid being left home alone. But the fact that it is at Christmas. Um, just gives it, you know, the whole sort of like um, playing around with like the Christmas decorations and pretending that there's people yeah. in the house and stuff like that. Um, I mean, everyone must know the story of, of Home Alone, about, you know, the, the family go on holiday for Christmas and leave Kevin home alone. They forget yeah. to take him because they miss him. Uh, the naughty the room. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's his sort of like little adventure he has in the house with two um, would be burglars and how he sort of thwarts their attempts to break into his house and it's I, I consider it a Christmas classic Oh, I, I consider it a classic never mind a Christmas classic it's just a classic film it's so iconic and the, the picture of uh, Macaulay Culkin you know with his hands on his yeah, face I'll put the aftershave on um, truly 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 iconic I think um, I absolutely love Home Alone yeah, I, d- I, d- I don't really know what. Absolutely spot on slapstick from Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern as well as Harry and Marv. Just I mean, perfect casting. Yeah. It, I mean, the, ho- the whole setup, the way he rigs that house up with all the booby traps and stuff is just, it's just yeah. the best. Magic. Basically, I love Home Alone um, and that's why it's in my list. Terry. What's your favourite trap or setup? <sighs> I do enjoy the ice because it's just silly. Yeah, and, um, and properly like doable as well. Some yeah, of yeah, yeah. Like... Um, the stepping on a nail. Uh, you feel that, didn't you? Yep. Um, there's the the tar and feathers I enjoy, um, because that's just got to be a, a right faff to clean off. Yeah. Um, the scrunched up Christmas decorations. Oh, yeah, I like again, that. You can feel that. Um. You're you're just rattling them all. I off am now. off because. But you didn't mention red hot door handle. No, I didn't mention Red Hot Door Handle. Maybe I hadn't got to Red Hot Door Handle yet. Um, you know, the paint cans. There's just there's just too many to choose from. They're all brilliant. I also love the use of like the video, as it would have been, where yeah. he like, plays it and uses the firecrackers to scare them mm-hmm. off and also to talk to the pizza delivery man. Just, oh, yeah, absolute classic. Yeah. Uh, so next up for me at number four is Scrooged. So... <laughs> Someone just pulled a face. Oh, no, I haven't pulled a face. Um, uh, so I was talking to Rich from the fan, Rich, super fan Rich from the yeah. fan club, uh, just before I came round, um, who 
mentioned Scrooged as one of his favourites, and I said, all boys love Scrooged and Die Hard. I think it's like the law that all boys love those films, and probably Aladdin. Not a Christmas film, but just mm-hmm. on another note. You ask boys, what Disney films do you like? Oh, I like Aladdin. It's a good film. Yeah. But then, I am a boy. So it's for boys. <laughs> I've proved your theory there. Yeah. So, Scrooged is, is a Christmas carol. Everyone knows the Christmas carol story. You've got someone who's leading the wrong kind of life. They're not helping other people. They're just being very selfish. And they're visited by three ghosts across the evening. The ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future. And it's telling, in this particular telling, Bill Murray is your... He's not called Scrooge, is he? He's got a completely different name. He is a TV executive slash producer who is making... In the film, he is producing a live special of The Christmas Carol. So you've got a film within a film being made. And it's just, it's proper 80s. It's Bill Murray in his pomp. I feel like younger people now probably don't get how good Bill Murray was, but he went through a run in the 80s of just making absolute classic after classic. And this film, you could tell he's just having fun. It's a film where the end always gets me as well. Um, always gives me a little little lump in the throat and a little tear in the eye. But I didn't know you had feelings. Every now and again. At Christmas, I unpack them with the decorations. Um, <laughs> But no, it's just, it's quite a harsh telling of it. So the ghost of Christmas future is very grim in this film. So he's, obviously it looks like death. And when he opens up his cloak, there's like just all these skulls hiding in his body. Um, But yeah, it's just, just a really nice film again with a nice message. He learns his lesson. We see, see him going through his past where he's made these mistakes. There's a lovely little fairy who's the ghost of Christmas present. Um, it's I, just... And it's, I like it because it's a comedy. Yeah, it's an out-and-out out comedy mm. with, with, with a message and with the heart. But yeah, just really, really like it. His name's Frank Cross. That's it, yeah. Um, sweet. Okay, then, so moving on to my, um, my next favourite Christmas movie. And this is one that appeared on both mine and Terry's lists. Uh, it's the film Elf. Um, oh, buddy. Oh. What what an absolute joy this film is. Just, it's so <laughs> stupid and so adorable. So um, Will Ferrell plays Buddy, who who's human but thinks he's an elf. Yeah, he was um, essentially adopted by elves. Yeah, so he's human size, so he's huge compared to all the other elves. He lives on the North Pole, and he tries to do elf things, but he he's just not as good, is he? But the thing is, he's still really good because he's like making extra sketches. He's only managed to make like thirty in an hour, but he's meant to be making eighty, so he's still like doing really well, but just not up to elf standards. Um, but he's so full of the Christmas spirit. He absolutely loves Christmas. Um, he loves Santa, and he's just he's just such a believer, isn't he? But yeah. essentially ends up back home. He goes off to find his real dad. Yeah, he he, he realises he's adopted. Goes off to find his real dad, who um, who just thinks he's an idiot, basically, doesn't he? Yeah, he thinks um, he's a little bit, bit mental. He's, you know, he still dresses like an elf, but, you know, and he, and he eats... You, the amount of sugar that he eats for his breakfast, and he yeah. make, he stays up all night, and makes all the Christmas decorations, doesn't he? So his yeah. so his dad's wife, it's not his mum, is it? No, it's his, yeah, because his mum I think died, and that's, that's how he ended up. That's why he was adopted, yeah. 
Um, so his dad's wife thinks he's very sweet, doesn't she? And she yeah. thinks that the decorations are nice and that he's making the effort to make the food, even though he's making like pasta and sugar for them for breakfast yeah, and the treacle. And maple syrup. Yeah, maple syrup. Um, but it's just his levels of excitement and it, it About must... everything and the naive. Yeah, when he sees the sign for the world's best coffee and it's... <laughs> and he just goes in and congratulates them yeah, for it. But really hates the coffee. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I can't imagine anyone not watching, like watching Elf and not loving it and yeah. not being and not having their spirits lifted at least just a little bit you know because yeah. it's just so lovely i think will Far- uh, will ferrell's like perfectly cast yeah um and his humor suits it so well and his kind of like like his manner and his sort of like slapstick just, nature he is fully just... throws himself into the character and you yeah. imagine someone else might play it a bit straighter or think i'm going to be a bit more nuanced whereas he just hell for leather yeah um, it 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 really is just it's a, it's a delight. I can't, and we're going to see it next week, can't yeah. we? I've never seen it at the cinema. We're In going, the Marlowe Centre. What's that? What's that company called? Vintage Cinema. Vintage Cinema. So you go and see it somewhere that's not actually a cinema. Um, so I'm I'm hoping there's going to be people there dressed as elves. But Primark are selling little elf dresses, so I might I might dress up as an elf. Yeah. I don't know. I think they encourage such things. Well. I encourage such things on a daily basis anyway. So if you want to dress as well, an I'll elf, I'll be unpacking my Christmas jumpers tomorrow. So pretty much I'll wear a Christmas jumper for every day for the next month. Have you got 30 Christmas jumpers? I've got about 15. Yeah, I've got quite a and, lot. And t-shirts as well. Yeah, I've got quite a lot as well. So yeah, if Terry and I aren't just as elves next week, Kend, is it Friday? Next Friday, yeah. yeah the 7th. If we're not just as elves, we will be wearing our best Christmas t-shirts. Yes. Have you got we... an elf Christmas top? I haven't, no, but I have seen one on a uh, fashion website. Oh. It's like a hoodie, and it's like buddy, which I'm tempted by. Oh, we'll have a look afterwards. Yeah. Um, so, basically, I think the film Elf is is a perfect Christmas movie, and that's why it's on my list. We haven't Terry. even mentioned the love interest with Emily Deschanel and like, the singing. and You don't need to. Again, It's love... just like an added extra, yeah, really. You don't, e- you don't even need that. No. You, you know, if you took that element, yeah, it is lovely, but if you took that out of the film, that would still be a really oh, God, lovely yeah. film. Um, but Buddy makes it like oh, yeah. you could take all the other characters away. Buddy, Buddy's perfect, and it's actually just come out recently. Um, a Blu-ray version has come out, like a special edition, and you get a tiny little um, Funko figure of Buddy, like a tiny little pop yeah. vinyl in it. It's really, really lovely. And I did look at it and kind of think to myself, Do I need this? <laughs> Do I need it? Do I need another copy of Elf? No, probably not. But look how cute Buddy is. Um, I'm not. I'm not. A f- a massive fan of pop vinyls you know that i think some of them are cute i'm not too fast but i do think the elf range are particularly cute did you know they did an elf range they do everything now don't yeah they? i saw yeah. friends the other day i haven't seen the friends ones but anyway let's not talk about pop vinyl fuck my life um what's next on your so list? moving on number three for me is one that you were very annoyed when you saw on my list because yeah. you'd forgotten it existed no i didn't forget <coughs> it existed i forgot to put it on my list well you must have forgotten it existed to not put it on your list oh fuck off <laughs> That's the Christmas spirit. Mm. Uh, so we are talking now Arthur Christmas. Mm. So this is probably the most recent film on both artists, I think. I this would is... say so. You talk about it. I'll look up when it came out. So this is a lovely little animated film about Arthur, who is Santa Claus's son. And 
basically he's just seen as a bit of a liability. So the film starts on Christmas Eve. Santa played by, oh, what's his name? Jim Broadbent. Jim Broadbent, yeah. Jim Broadbent is Santa. He's a bit of a, he's getting old. He's lovable, but he's just, he's a bit incompetent. You've got Steve played by Hugh Laurie, who is the son who's like running operations from the base. Uh, they don't use reindeer and sleds anymore. They've got this great big spaceship that they use. And Arthur is in charge of reading the letters. Basically, they've mm. given him a job to keep him busy. But again, like Buddy, he's just so into Christmas. He loves it so much. He's wearing these awful Christmas slippers that make play songs and flash. Steve hates Christmas. It's just, this is a job. We have to get it done. There's hundreds of little elves with squeaky little voices knocking about. And essentially what happens is, due to some random error, I can't remember why, a child's present is not delivered. And everyone else is sort of quite happy to accept that 99.9999999999% of the presents have been delivered. So it's a successful Christmas. But Arthur just cannot stand the idea of someone waking up on Christmas morning and not having their presents. He remembers the letters, doesn't he? Yeah, he can remember the letter and how excited this girl is to get what, her bike. So he essentially sets off with the help of Grand Santa. Grand, I was just about to say, when is he going to mention Grand Santa? Because Grand Santa's probably my favourite oh, part. He is the absolute scene So he is Bill Nye, <laughs> or played by Bill Nye. He's not Bill Nye. And he is Santa Claus's dad. So he was Santa. When he got too old, he passed it on to Santa. And part of this film is like the sort of, the passing down of the road. Will it, it looks like it should go to Steve because he's in charge of operations. But Grand Santa is literally like everyone's granddad. He sits in the corner, he pisses, he moans. He just moans about the good old days. He talks about how lead paint was never bad for mm. anyone. It's just, it's just a lovely, lovely film. It's full of heart. You've got Ashley Jensen as the little elf that's there that decides she's going to come and help him. But essentially, Grand Santa's doing it because he wants to prove that you can still do it with reindeer mm. and a sled and that the old ways are the best and that the spaceship... And it just goes horribly, horribly awry. They end up in Africa at one point. They end up in Mexico. And it's just... It's very silly, but it's just just so charming. It is lovely. I'm so gutted that I, I didn't forget it existed. I just forgot to put it on my list. Mm. But yeah, it's very, very recent. Yeah, it's James 2011. Matt, 2011. So yeah, it's not even 10 years old. But again, that's one that is straight. That's one of the first ones that goes on yeah. when we unpack. Yeah, defo. I was I was actually comparing it to another film that I've got on my list, which is two years older. So... Um, and I should just say, it's James McAvoy that voices Arthur. Arthur, yeah. Lovely um, voice cast. It really, it really is fantastic. And then... Um, Mrs. Claus, is that what yeah. we'd call her? She's just very patient, isn't she? Yeah, she just With all knows that they're all idiots. Yeah, basically. She, she's really running the show, Yeah, isn't she? The way she just comes back and forth very slowly and just gets everything done and it's just kind of like, oh dear, here we go again. Kind I of also thing. like the bit where they're just sat in and they're, they're arranging at each other's presents and Santa Claus has got both his sons a check. <laughs> it's just such a sort of silly little detail, but it's just, just really like it. Um... Yeah, I'd, def- I'd definitely recommend. If you haven't seen Arthur Christmas, uh, definitely watch it. Um, okay then, so I'm on to my number two Christmas film and I'm going to be a little bit greedy here because I've actually got two versions of the same film because... Utter bastard. I know. Um, because I can't separate them. And actually, these two films are so close to my number one film 
um, that really easily the three of my two my two number twos and my one number one are easily my three most watched Christmas films. So if it's the same, if it's the uh, different versions of the same film, I'm obviously talking about A Christmas Carol because there's probably about 110 billion different versions of A Christmas Carol. And the two versions that I watch um, every year are the Disney animated Jim Carrey version. Oh, that's a creepy bugger, that. Because it's creepy as fuck, yeah. yeah. Um, and I really, really enjoy that. Um, just the way it's animated, it's animated so well. Um, and it it really is very... The ghosts are very creepy. Um, certainly the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. That's the candle, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and the ghost of Christmas future, which is just kind of like a shadow pointing. Yeah. Um, and again, it's got brilliant voice cast. It's got uh, Jim Carrey, who does Scrooge. It was stop motion, this one. Oh, sorry, motion capture, this one, was it? it wasn't yeah. Like... So there's... Um, so Jim Carrey is the voice of um, Scrooge. And all of the ghosts, isn't And it? the ghosts. And then you've got Gary Oldman as Bob Cratchit and... Tiny Tim. Yeah, but who's... Uh, who was his, that's it, Jacob Marley. Um, and the Jacob Marley sequence is brilliant where his jaw drops mm. um i just yeah, I just just love it i just think it's really creepy i think the candle ghost is really creepy there's i mean it's just this fantastic little touch so there's a ghost which is a candle and you know sometimes when can like the wick catches or whatever and, a, and a, the flame will kind of like spark almost yeah. and it does that and like his face flickers and stuff and it's just so so well done it's just and then Colin Firth plays the nephew. So you know the nephew that he goes to sit with. Um, you know, he goes to sit with and have um, Christmas dinner with. Mm. Yeah, that's Colin Firth. Um, I just really, really rate it. I think it's really good. Um, yeah. And it still looks really good. So that's from 2009. Um, so that's coming up for 10 years old. That still looks really decent. And the other version is easily my most watched version of A Christmas Carol. And I think it's because I remember this as a child. It's not the one that probably most people think I'm going to say. It's the one with George C. Scott. Um, and I love this version of A Christmas Carol because I love his voice. He's just got the most just lovely sort of like, not quite gravelly, but kind of just growly, grumpy voice. Um, and he just looks, I know he's playing, so Jim Carrey's Scrooge is very skinny and very bony looking. Yeah, gaunt, isn't he? Whereas George C. Scott's Scrooge has got these massive great chops and he kind, he still kind of looks like a nice cuddly granddad, even though he's a miserable bugger. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and he's just got, he's just got this lovely, lovely voice and it's, Ever since I was a little girl, I remember watching it and just loving his voice. And it was one of the first Christmas films I ever owned was George C. Scott's Christmas Carol. So I know that lots of other people mentioned another Christmas Carol version, which I I don't care for. Um, but yeah, give me George C. Scott over puppets any day. Any day of the week, basically. I think that's probably my favourite version of A Christmas Carol. Um, and that's why it's on my list. Terry? 
So my number two, aptly, <clears throat> so for my one and two are very close, it's hard to pick. <clears throat> the, the way I've gone for it, the number one is that, that is the number one that goes on. We put the tree up, then we watch that film. So number two is Home Alone 2. Oh. So I genuinely prefer Home Alone 2 to the first one. Um, there's probably more of a, it's probably more Christmassy or more Christmassy message in the first one with the sort of the first time we did his parents. But I think the second one has more, has a better Christmas vibe because it's in New York. You've got all the lights everywhere. And just, I think the traps are better. They spend a bit more time. The first film, it's probably about 20 minutes in the house with the traps. Whereas this, there's a good half hour. It's, he spends weeks setting it up, not like one evening. And <clears throat> if there ever comes a time where a man being hit in the face with a brick is not funny, <laughs> then I'm out. <laughs> the scene where he is throwing bricks off that thing and you've got Marv dodging out of the way of them. No, is that the right one? Is Joe Pesci Marv or Harry? Either I way, <laughs> Daniel Stern constantly gets hit with the bricks and Joe Pesci is literally like, oh, and he jumps out and it'll just... And he's got all the brick marks across his face. Because <laughs> I think it's like watching it, that's death. If you really threw a brick from a three-story window and hit someone in the face, you would kill them. But it's just, it's the way he reacts to it hitting him. And it's, you've got the old classics about, I mean, even in the film itself, there's the bit with the paint cans coming down the stairway. And they're like, <gasps> Joe Pesci's like, no, wait, he's going to throw paint cans. One to it's safe to go and he's throwing in an extra third one which is a piece of pipe which takes them both at the same time <laughs> there's a bit where Daniel Stern ends up on the ground floor and he's covered in paint and he goes to wash his hands but Kevin has attached the taps to an electrical source and he holds on to them and he starts shaking and he actually at one point for a brief sort of frame of film turns into a skeleton with hair just going ah and then turns back he's completely black in the face Joe Pesci's hair catches fire again and he dunks his head in the toilet, but Kevin has put petrol in the toilet, <laughs> so it explodes. <laughs> it's just, oh, and just a little bit when they're climbing down the rope and they're following me like, oh, this rope smells funny, doesn't it? I can smell kerosene. Who'd soak a rope in kerosene? And then Kevin sets the, the rope on fire. It's just, just magical. And obviously the Christmassy side or the Christmassy messages, you've got the the scary pigeon lady who scares him at first, a bit like in the first film where you've got the crazy neighbour that scares him, but he realises that they're actually really nice, they're just misunderstood, and she helps capture the the sticky bandits as they now are, because Harry insists they have to have a name, and he's like got sellotape on his hand, because Kevin gets it like stuck to some girl's ass, doesn't he, so he can get away because they catch him halfway through. And it's just, oh, when they first escape, they're in a fish van. And Joe Page is like, can you smell that? Fish. No, it's freedom. And fish. No, it's freedom. Definitely fish. And they have an argument about it. It's just, oh, I just absolutely love it. And it's just, I think because he's a bit more grown up, because mm. it's happened once before, he's a bit more, oh, I can deal with this. And I've spoken about, what, for five minutes, I haven't mentioned Tim Curry as the concierge just absolutely hamming it up. Again, he uses the video to trick him and he basically accuses Tim Curry of being a homosexual man who's sleeping with his staff. <laughs> and it's just... Oh, it's just absolutely magical. Just love it. Yeah. Nice. That's my number two. So what is your two. number one then, Tom? Um, this shouldn't really be a surprise. This is the third time um, in one of our episodes, in one of our themed episodes, one of our episodes are themed, 
um, <laughs> that I've brought this up. It came up in rom-coms. It came up in our last theme, Emma Thompson, and it's coming up again. My favourite Christmas film, the first one that always goes on for me, is Love Actually. Is it one that you watch non christmasy times? Would you watch it out of December? Yeah, because I watched it earlier in the year for rom-coms. Um, but it is the first, like, Chris, Chris, mm. as soon as, since the clock turns to December, um, then Love Actually goes on. I, I just absolutely love it. I don't really want to go too much into the story because, like I say, this is the third time that I have um, spoken about this film in one of our episodes. Um, <clears throat> but I just think it's a perfect cast. I love everyone's little stories. It's happy. It's sad. It's Christmassy. It's got Rowan Atkinson being funny. Yeah. Um, as funny as he is in Maybe Baby. <laughs> I don't think anything's ever going to top that. I don't think I'm ever going to laugh like that ever again. I'm never going to experience happiness like that again. Um, just to clarify, I did play the clip to Terry after last week's show and he did laugh heartily at the same clip as me. Yeah, so Absolute um, gold. We do have the same sense of humour. Um, I just, I really do think it's a perfect film. Um, and I know that if you listen to the latest episode, well, it won't be the latest episode. By the time this comes out, at time of recording, the latest episode of Too Much Time on Our Hands, uh, Dan did ask the other guys what their favourite Christmas films were. And one of the guys did turn around and refer to Love Actually as a load of old bobbins. Um, so I've got his address and I'm going to go around and set fire. Shit through his Get set fire to his house. Um, it's not a load of old bobbins. It's. No, I mean, it's, it's not... one of the finest films It's not ever. my cup of tea. It's not the kind of film I'd want to watch, but even I have to admit it's a very it's well executed it's very well acted it's very nice it's very emotional it's it's one of those kind of films that isn't my cup of tea but I can quite happily watch because Gem loves it and we'll sit and watch it together it's just there's there's no weak because you often find with films like that where it's lots of little stories one of them's dog shit but mm. there isn't with love actually they're all just really really lovely yeah um did you see the comic relief thing from a couple of years ago yes that I thought that was brilliant I thought that was a bit oh I like that he spat a bit then Sorry. Yeah. Are they your headphones or Dan's? No, they're mine. Oh, that's all right then. Um, I really liked it. I didn't think it was awful, but I was a bit like, because it got loads of, like, got really bigged up. And then I sort of watched it, I was just like, it wasn't really. I like the Liam Neeson one, like, meeting up with his son again. I thought that was quite nice. Mm. But, and it's nice to see Andrew Lincoln with his full Rick Grimes beard in, Love, in a Love Actually sequel mm. as well. That's just so weird when I see him. And what was that TV show he did? Was it Teachers? He did Teachers, yeah. He's done quite a few. He was in um, This Life as well. That's it, yeah. And Seeing it, him before. Another creepy, what was it called? Um, Waking the Dead? or No, not Waking the Dead. Afterlife that he did with Leslie Sharp where he was like a, she's like a psychic and he didn't believe her and they sort of, they sort of worked together. It's actually very Ooh. good. Um, we've gone off topic a little bit there, haven't we? <coughs> yeah. Um, Love actually. Backtrack, Rick Grimes. <laughs> to me, you are perfect. Um, I I love this film. Um, you know, I don't really know how many times I can say it. Um, I love it as a rom com. I love it as an Emma Thompson film. I love it as a every, everyone else film. I love it as a Christmas film. Yeah. Um, to me, it's perfect. Basically, She's that's why it's on my list. <laughs> When I left, um, so I left a job a year ago, and they really 
they made they made me like a little video and loads of clips of people sort of like putting little messages and saying goodbye. But one of the guys actually left a message. It wasn't like that message, you know, I'm yeah. in love with you or anything like that. Um, and I'd like to say it was a bit more like the uh, Bob Dylan video yeah. where he's throwing the cards away. But it was kind of a combination of the two. Um, and I think he got the inspiration from Love Actually, just where he's holding up the signs, yeah. not with what the message was. Um, but yeah, that was quite nice. Anyway, I've gone off topic again as well. That's um, what we do. That is what we do. <clears throat> So that's my number one Christmas film. That'll be getting a ruddy good watch this December. More so, than one watch? Um, depends how much time I've got. I've actually got quite a busy December. I will mm. be wa- I'd rather watch lots of different films rather than watch one film multiple times. And I do want to get another viewing of Suspiria in before I go and watch the new one. So that's going to fuck me up. Maybe you'll need love actually just to reset you afterwards. Yeah, was it dilute the fear? <laughs> yeah, dilute the fear. Right, go on then, Terry. Uh, so, so my number, number one, one? Has, has been alluded to somewhat, but in a disparaging fashion by Sonia. So Sauce. my number one is a Muppet Christmas Carol, which is the Christmas Carol film. Is it? Um, it is. It's a. How can you make a film better? Put Muppets in it. Is that a little rubble over there? Uh, from Paw Patrol, yeah. There's yeah. a chase there as well. Look. Oh, rubble's my favourite. And she's got Daisy's favourites, Marshall. Oh, can Dalmatian. I can I have Rubble then? No, she oh, likes okay. them all, but Marshall's her favourite. That that's proper fucking off topic. That is Paw Patrol. <laughs> um, Not- that's how disinterested Sonia is <laughs> in the Muppet Christmas Carol. I like Rubble though; he's a little dude. Anyway, carry on. Um, so it is the Christmas Carol. You've got Michael Caine as Scrooge. You've got Kermit as Bob Cratchit. Miss Piggy as his wife. Gonzo as is it Gonzo? Yeah, is um, Charles Dickens who narrates the story as you go along. It's just, it's just so charming, so lovely. It's obviously musical as well. It's just this is always the say. It's Christmas tree goes up. We sit down. We watch Muppet Christmas Carol. I'm hoping Daisy's going to like it because she likes that sort of thing. I've but got it and I'll watch it. It's just not my favourite version. It's just oh, I just. I love the Ghost of Christmas present. I think he's just really funny in this version. Ghost of Christmas, I just think Michael Caine is really, really good in it, especially when you consider this was made during like his wilderness years where he wasn't seen as that big of an actor. But he just, he really goes for it again. He He's playing it. He's not doing it as a sort of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm in a Muppet film. He's properly going for it. And it's just, I just really, really like it. I like the songs. It's just... Do they sing Do You Want to Build a Snowman? They do not sing Do You Want to Build a Snowman. That That is a different film. Oh. Is that um, a Christmas film? Because it's got snow in it. <laughs> well, by some people's rationale, yes. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, it's just... It's just heartbreaking with like little tiny Tim, who's like a little frog, and just the flash forward to his empty little chair at the, at the table. Does that mean the frogs have got the dominant genes? Well, no, because he's got... His daughters are pigs and his sons are frogs. Um, I would have liked to have seen it the other way around. I'd have liked to have seen a horrendous hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> Green pigs with frog legs. Or, or a frog with, with a snout. Or a frog with a curly tail as well. Yeah. Many different things you could have done. But yeah, it's just it's just a lovely film. I mean, obviously you can't really go... It's a Christmas carol. It's the same storyline. It's just you've got Muppets in it. Which, I mean, there's one Muppet that I always find really creepy. And it's the one that's like... like the, 
in charge of the people looting and he's like it's a the giant spider and he's all like oh yeah those blankets have still got warmth in them i just think he's really really creepy who plays bob cratchit bob is kermit <coughs> oh yeah you just said that yeah. um i was just having a little think whilst you were talking about it and i thought it's probably my fourth favorite version of a christmas carol but i, I think scrooge should probably go over it if i was like, if you were to line them up now for me to watch yeah. them, um, it'd probably be my my fifth pick. I'd I'd put it above the Kelsey Grammer version. Yeah. For Do sure. you want to piss on my number one anymore at all? No, no, no. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I wouldn't um, even have it as my top Christmas carol. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I've already I've put two of mine in at number two, I haven't know, I? I know. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know if it's an if it's an age thing. Um, as Maybe. well because you know what I was saying so to it's you very about... nostalgic for me exactly because I think a lot of these Christmas films do have um, you know like the nostalgia value and that sort of attached but I... when did it come out do you know would have been early 90s I would have thought um, I'll double check but you know there is an age difference between us and I think that probably when that came out I probably just would have dismissed it now that I'm older I prefer 92 yeah now that I'm older, I probably enjoy Muppet stuff more. But when I was in my mid-teens, I wasn't gonna, uh, wasn't gonna be watching Muppet stuff. I would have considered it too childish. I wouldn't even. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, no, no, no. That's why I didn't. But I probably missed out on it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And it's my fifth favorite Christmas Carol version. Um, <coughs> but yeah, it's, it's nice lists there. Yeah, so that is our top fives. So now we'll move on to the listener top five. Which I haven't heard. Um, so we have covered all of said films. So okay. there's, there's nothing new here. So we'll just rattle through. So at number five, you've got Home Alone. Nice. At number four, we have A Muppet Christmas Carol. I thought that would be higher. Joint second. Oh. We have Love Actually <laughs> and Elf. Oh, okay. And at number one, which I feel we may have caused this ourselves, is Die Hard. Yeah, I fucking knew I that. I think we put that in people's minds a bit much because yeah. pretty much everyone said Die Hard. It was it was clear way the winner that the other ones were quite close. But I feel like some people said it just to spite spite us, spite me anyway. Despite you, yeah, I, I've got no issues with Die Hard. Yeah, but... I don't we have any serious issues with Die Hard. Um, was there a number six? Uh, so I can go the full way down the list. I've got. Give us a top ten because I'd like to let's let's imagine that the film Die Hard didn't exist, and that Love Actually and Elf are actually the number one favourite. So films. Home Alone, bef- next behind that. So number six is It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, so that's what I was expecting in the top five. Uh, then that's a proper top five. We have a tie for the next place of one, two, three, four, five films. So you've got Arthur Christmas. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, another great one. Scrooged, The Santa Claus, and White Christmas. And then there's quite a few after that. So then Family Stone, The Snowman, Bad Santa, The Grinch, and The Holiday. Mm. We're all on the same vote. And then the randoms. So we've got Home Alone 2, The Night Before, Santa Claus the Movie, A Princess Christmas, While You Were Sleeping, Miracle on 34th Street. Gremlins, Christmas Toy, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Some of the, you know, some of the ones that make the list, some of the ones that didn't. And so, 
I, I still don't consider Die Hard to be a Christmas film. So as far as I'm concerned, number five is It's a Wonderful Life, and number one is Love Actually and Elf Combined. Um, and that's a lovely top five that we've got there from the listeners. Um, it was nice of people to get involved. Um, what about some of the films that nearly made the cut? Because I'm pretty sure you just mentioned... So It's a Wonderful Life nearly made yeah, my cut. Will... And The Snowman nearly made my cut. Because... Now, The Snowman, I do watch every year, and I've got the CD of that as well, and I like as part of... Now, one thing I do do, listeners, um, is I do buy a new Christmas album every year, um, and I do have quite the Christmas music collection. Um, last year, I bought the Gwen Stefani one. Um, anyway, um, but The Snowman music is very... Because um, we thought about playing that at the start yeah. of the episode, didn't we? But when Terry played it through the mic, it actually sounded a little bit creepy. So, um, that's just really iconic Christmas music, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's a lovely um, animation and it's really pulls on the heartstrings. Um, by comparison, I've seen it since I was a kid, but by comparison, it's a wonderful life. I only saw for the first time last year. I've still not seen it's wonderful. Um, I'll lend it you. Um, yeah. And it was not the story that I was expecting. Yeah. But I'll just leave that up to you. To, you can watch it and make your own minds up about it. Um, but yeah, I do really like it, and I can see why it's one of those films that has been so popular for so many years. And I have to say, working in a high street retailer that sells, um, you know, films and such, um, It's a Wonderful Life is a is considered a Christmas film, I would say, by the vast majority of mm. the population. And it is a film that's has been asked for throughout the year whereas you don't really get people asking for a copy of Elf in like no. June um, or you know four Christmases in June or anything like that um, but people do ask for It's a Wonderful Life throughout the year because I think it's just one of those films that you can pop on whenever and yeah. yes it's set at Christmas but it, I think it's just got such a reputation that people just it's one of those films that you could probably leave on the shelf all year round and it will sell. Yeah. Whereas you're probably not going to sell Muppet The Christmas Grinch Carol. all year round. You know, exactly. Um, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of any others that didn't make my list. So the Santa Claus, or Santa Claus the movie, is one that is always yeah. up there for me. So that's got Dudley Moore in it as, a, <clears throat> as the head elf who like, falls out with Santa Claus, essentially, and... John Lithgow somehow gets him to come and work for his toy company and he's up making toys for him <clears throat> and it's like the he's become disillusioned with working for Santa and he's making like these lollipops that make kids fly and again he realizes that perhaps he's gone down the wrong path because he's gone down sort of greed and stuff like that and it's it's a proper I think it's as old as me I think that film was made in 1984 and again when I was younger I just remember it being on every year and I'd sit and watch it well not necessarily watch it all but because it was back in the days of like you couldn't record things, you couldn't set timers for things, yeah. so you'd just be channel hopping and it'd be on and you'd watch it to the end. So that was always a film. It's one I did buy on DVD, but it looked so shit. That's see, that's my um, that's my memory of it. Is that I've also got a DVD copy of it, but I watched it and it looked shit. So yeah. it doesn't get rewatched. I'm thinking about rewatching it now because mm. we've been talking about how shit it looks and that's just how my mind works. Oh yeah, yeah I've got something that looks like a piece of crap. I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll pop. I'll pop my 
Suspiria Blu-ray to one side for now and watch that shitty copy of uh, Santa Claus the movie. And another film I've got is I've got a film called Santa Who, which has got um, Matey Boy from Naked Gun in it. Was uh, it? Nielsen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is it a spoof Santa film? I don't. It must be if it's got Leslie Nielsen in it. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm getting that the right way. That around. sounds about right. Um. But I I feel like that was that came out a similar sort of time. Um, this is going to sound like really tragic and sad. It's got a similar sort of DVD case. You know the ones that are sort of like slightly rounded and a bit heavier. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's not even coming up. Maybe I'm getting it. We got Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, me. This is good. Uh... Riveting stuff. An American on Thirty Fourth Street is another one. I haven't seen the original. I've only seen the Richard Attenborough remake. But that's a film that I really like. <clears throat> Again, it's just got like a nice message. Because that's, I mean, the things you want from a Christmas film are like a nice heartwarming message with a nice ending where it's all not only tied up in a bow, but it's just it's giving the belief to people, isn't it? Even as an adult. It's just seeing people that believe in Santa and believe in like the spirit of Christmas is sort of what you're after. It helps get you in the in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, exactly. Um, bit of snow, bit of fam. Um, all I want for Christmas? I don't think it's that. Maybe I'm getting confused. There's definitely a film called Santa Who, I'm sure there is. Yeah, it wasn't coming up on IMDb, though. Um, I feel like it's shit and old um anyway i'm gonna stop looking for it now because it's really not good podcast mm. material maybe if i find i'll just take a picture of it i'll probably yeah. get home and realize it's someone else completely in it um it's like Whoopi goldberg in it or someone <laughs> i was trying to think who the complete opposite of uh, leslie nielsen was and she's who came to mind yeah i mean fairly opposite yeah i'd say um i think we're all christmas filmed out yeah. Well, not literally because we're, we're about to start watching. We're about them. to start watching in about forty-five minutes. Um, actual Christmas films. So, like I said, when this episode comes out, we'll be two weeks into December. Yeah, we will be by the time. Well, yeah, almost two weeks into December, and the next time Terry and I will record, it'll be the last um, episode of the year. It'll be our big end of the year extravaganza where we're hoping that all the members of the fan club the fan club will be able to join us or at least contribute um their top fives or their top tens yeah top tens so that we can create the ultimate uh, theatrical cut and have the top 10 of yeah, the year and the the film of the year of 2018 for the theatrical cut if, yeah, if we can come to some kind of arrangement. I'm assuming you've got some kind of scoring system set yes. up for this. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. No, we're just um, gonna we're all gonna pick our number one and then we're gonna fight to the death and the winner gets to name the I'd, film. I'd rather have that. We'll have it round here and the, the loser can be thrown off the balcony. <laughs> we're nine floors up, listeners. Um yeah. so yeah, let's do the social media stuff because we want well, before we get to social media, okay. I was just gonna a supplementary Christmas question. Okay. What's your favourite Christmas song? Ooh. Um, oh, now you've sprung this on me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was on purpose. Because uh, the first one that comes to mind is that bloody Mariah Carey song, only because that's the typical answer. Yeah, <laughs> but that's... that's probably not my favourite Christmas song. Um, well, you're thinking, shall I tell you mine? Yes. I am a massive fan of Elton John's Step Into Christmas. I don't, I'm not it's sure. Just, it's just nice and jaunty. It's got a nice little beat. It's just... 
I like the one that goes jingle bell, jingle bell. Na, 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 That's on Home Alone, I think, isn't it? I don't, I don't know, but I've it's got quite a lot of films. I've got a dancing Homer. Um, he's dressed in a Santa Claus outfit, and when you press the button, he he sings that jingle bell, jingle bell. Well, he does his little dance, so I like that one. Um, Mr. Hanky, <laughs> uh, the Christmas Pooh, quite like that one. Um, I don't know, Terry. You really, you probably should have given me a little bit of. Um, Where's the fun in that? Advanced warning. You sprung favorite... questions on me in a podcast before. Yeah, uh-huh. for Terry, will you go out with me? <laughs> 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 um, also, that was obviously a joke, listeners. Yeah, I also have an irrational hatred of the porn. <laughs> Yeah, that dink you heard was me hitting the bottom of the table. You wish. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I didn't have my chair then. Oh, oh. God. Oh. <laughs> no, talk about favourite Christmas songs, but I don't know why I cannot stand the Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I hate that Christmas song. Oh, I don't know why. The, um... <clears throat> God, what's the Roy Wood song? What's that one? Oh, um, I wish it could be Christmas every day. Yeah, that's a cracker, that one, isn't it? Um, oh, I'm just, <laughs> just laughing about you having an erection there. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing about that. I'll be crying about that later. Oh, you're not wearing a hoodie, though, are you? Because you've got this thing, you know, like... Oh, I should... I'm not talking about it on the part. I'll tell you about it afterwards. <laughs> All right, maybe we should wrap this up. <laughs> it's, it's getting into weird territory again. <laughs> Uh, so we hope you've enjoyed our Christmas episode <sighs> and as definitively decided by you, Die Hard is the best Christmas film. Lunacy. Or lunacy. if we're going to look at it properly, Elf and Love actually are probably yeah. the best Christmas films. <laughs> um, so social media, we are Theatrical Cut Pod on Instagram. I am Prefax, Sonia is Mallory underscore watches. If you want to get in touch, so as I say, next pod is our end of year pods. We want top tens or top fives or just your favourite film of 2018 you can send that to us at theatricalcut at gmail.com and also Terry does like to do a worst of the year so if you've got any films that you thought were utter turds um, he laps that stuff up if you've been a regular listener to this podcast you might have a small clue as to what might be my shittest film of the year Um, I mean not many films have made me rant in a car (laughs) park but we'll leave that for the next pod um so let's have a go at this this time. So okay, I'll, I'll leave you to it. You, I won't help you at all. T M T. Oh, too much time on T M T O O H on Instagram. Yes. Two M T O O H on the Twitter sphere. Yeah, damn. When was our first ever episode? Because it's only taken him <laughs> this long to get it right. I think it was March. <laughs> And then they are also on Facebook if you like that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> that was very Arthur. It was quite um, Father Ted. I hear you're a racist now, Father. <laughs> <laughs> Is oh. that what the church wants us to do now? <laughs> We've gone giddy over Terry's direction. <laughs> right. Anything else for anything no. else? Mike, drop. This isn't my erection. <laughs> 